Hello and welcome to Connected episode 430. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Text Expander, Memberful, and FitBod. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Mr. Mike Hurley. Buongiorno, Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Hello, hello, hi, guys. This is our year in review episode. The Annie's. Mike really wants to call this episode the Annie's, but I think it's confusing with the annual picks no. next week. This wasn't a Mike thing. We decided upon this last time when we made it a game. We made this a game with the Tichi scale and everything. We we decided to call it the Annie's. This wasn't just a me thing. This was an everybody okay. thing. Okay, we'll do the Annie's. Right? Am I, have I lost my mind here? Wasn't that the thing? That we did last time? Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I think Kate says I'm right, so I must be right. They are the official historian. Exactly. We we need to work out the title then, because we used to do twenty, you know, the year twenty twenty two year interview colon and then a funny title. But if we do the Annie's parentheses twenty twenty two like we do the Ricky's episodes, there's not a user generated title. It's just the Annie's twenty twenty two. Oh, we can break all the rules. Why don't we do the Annie's twenty twenty two colon funny title? Or the twenty twenty two Annie. I just don't want to do like parentheses and then a colon. Whatever you want, Grandma Boy. You know what I mean? You just I did I typed two thousand two. We're gonna be talking about the G four today. Oh, I can love oh it. my gosh, I can't type. Okay, so how <clears throat> how this works is we will round up each month of the year mm-hmm. and rank them on the Tichi scale. That is the artwork uh, for the episode. There's also a link in the show notes you can see it. That artwork is done by the official Relay Historian, Kate. Inferior minus is the lowest possible score. No, nightmare. We only score a month. No, nightmare. We only score a month a nightmare. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. You know it when you see it. I don't remember what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Federico said it, I think. And so Nightmare is for a truly special yeah, one. You know, when you see it, it was, inspi- it was inspired by a Supreme Court decision, I think. Uh, yeah. It you was. You know it when you see it. Yeah, yeah but I don't know what. I, <laughs> How can I mean, it be the instance, lowest score and then there's instance, a lower score? March 2020, yeah, exactly. Nightmare. <laughs> right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're right. going to round robin this. And so each of us will take mm. a month. And run through the news. Lots of links in the show notes this week. And I apologize in advance for sounding the way that I sound. You sound perfect. Cannot be helped. Little little sick. So let's start with January. How does that sound? I mean, that's the best place to start. Makes sense, yeah. Cast your mind back. Wow. iOS 15.4 allows face ID while wearing a mask, not requiring an Apple Watch. Remember, for a while you could do this if you had a watch. That feels like two years ago to me. Like I know. Wow. I know. This was a long-running joke on the show, right? Am I remembering correctly? We kept making this joke for like weeks about, oh, iOS 15.4 allows Face ID while wearing a mask, as if it was a new piece of news. Do you remember this? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Like breaking news, iOS 15.4. Yes, I remember that. Yes, we were doing <laughs> this for weeks. Uh that's so good. This is a great feature. I love it. I forgot that I couldn't always do it. Mm-hmm. I kind of kind of take it for granted now, but yeah, it's it was this year. Maybe a little late, you know. It would have been nice to have it in 2021, but hey, it's still with us, so I'll take it. Still with us. Also in January, Universal Control, which is the feature that lets you use your cursor and keyboard across multiple devices, 
entered beta and uh good feature I thought it came with iOS 15. Apparently, it was it was late. <laughs> I know this is real because I can see the link, but I don't believe this is true. That we only <laughs> got to use Universal Control this year. What what happened to that feature? <laughs> yeah, it was delayed multiple times. Actually, I think it was delayed twice. Twice, yeah. I think it was. I mean, it would have had to have been. Yeah, I mean, I I did. I, you know, in hindsight, uh, I got to say, like, this feature completely changed, like, the way I work. And at the time, I mean, at, at that point in January, I didn't even know I was going to buy a house and have a new desk. Um, but now that I'm using it, like, without universal control, I wouldn't have the kind of setup that I that I have right now. And so I am very thankful that this feature exists. Yeah, um, it's good. I will say uh, part of my surprise is I was confusing this for Sidecar. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, a, I still am surprised, but that was why I was extra surprised. They both exist still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get them confused all the mm-hmm. time. They're oddly sort of the same feature, but inside out in a way. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah. It's very, very peculiar. January was also the beginning of two long-running stories that are really still with us. Uh, the first being Google's campaign against Apple to adopt RCS on the iPhone. So if you're not familiar with RCS, we don't really have the time to get to it too deeply today, but it is uh, something that Google and its carrier partners have worked on. It's sort of a superset of SMS. It does offer some end-to-end encryption, not end-to-end encryption everywhere, attachments. It's, it's more iMessage-y uh, in some ways. But uh, Apple's not going to adopt it because they have iMessage, and Google keeps beating them up in the press about that. I think the bigger story, at least for Apple-centric people, is third-party payment methods. So this is something that Apple has just continued to fight on, and now we have stuff in the EU, which we'll get to later in the episode. But in January, uh, it the saga began with, of all things, Dutch dating apps. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this story broke with something so specific, but here we are. If you're trying to uh, hook up in the Netherlands, you can use a third-party payment uh, provider. Well, that was when it began. Mm. It took months yeah. and months, and yes. Apple will find lots of money. Uh, but this was where they started that this incredibly long process. I don't think this was the first one. I think it started in South Korea, but like this one, I think... What happened in the this Netherlands. was the first one this year, I think. Yeah, and what happened in the Netherlands, I think, will inform a lot about the way it will work going forward for when they do these arrangements because the Netherlands were very tough on Apple and really, I think, in a good way, and like especially around language for errors and stuff. Um, so Apple really kind of refined it, and I think will it laid the groundwork for what we may see going into next year about the way Apple talk about third-party payments and app stores and stuff like that. This year has been the year of the Nib Nib. Mm-hmm. We came across this on Pocket Lint in uh, January. This CES is the finger. Time. Yeah. The CES. Yeah. Man, CES is yeah, right around the corner. Who yep. knows what we'll get this All time? All kinds of matter accessories. That's going to be the thing. Nib Nib Pro. Yes. That's what I want. Getting the Nib Nib 2, 2.0. Nib Nib, Nib, Nib Ultra. This was a finger biting soft toy cat. Yeah. Which we. Um, uh, for some reason, keep referencing. We're a bit obsessed about it, to be honest. We are. And then our friend Austin Evans got one. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. In a mystery tag. Oh, my he got God. It in a mystery oh, tag. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Nib-nib. Yeah. Nib-nib yeah. for, uh, for the views, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. 
And then, uh, really, I feel like the last couple of years, uh, Elgato has really been on a tear with accessories for streaming and automation. Of course, the Stream Deck has been around for a while. But in January, they announced the Stream Deck pedal, which sits on your floor, and you can tap different buttons with your foot and fire automations on your computer. Uh, I know several people who have these who really like them. I know Matt, uh, one of our Discord mods, has one. David Sparks has one. And uh, it's just the beginning of a bunch of Stream Deck news this year. They've they've had quite a few releases, but this one I think is really cool if you have this sort of need. I think they're interesting that they keep expanding their uh, their product line. Didn't either of you buy the the foot? No, thing? I didn't. I didn't. We made fun of it initially, but I actually think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it. I've got the Stream Deck XL, which is the big one. So that's January. Goodbye, January. Goodbye, January. We got to give it a rating. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let me open the Tichi scale for context. So it was definitely a good month, right? Because we got a bunch of software features. Mm. Nib nib. I mean, come on, right? Like, yeah, I wouldn't go past good, but I think it's a normal month. But the nib nib and the face ID with the mask pushes it all the way to good, I think. Good. Okay. Good work, good. January. Yeah. Nicely done. Good work. So now we're on to February. Uh, in February, Apple wrote a thing on their website kind of addressing some of the stories that appeared in the mm. media uh, kind of around this time and before about concerns over people using AirTags to stalk people. But I think the bigger issue that seemed to arise around this time was some kind of bugs in their software, I mean, Find My, that they were labeling things really poorly, right? It would say like, a device is with you. Mm. And it really was just yeah. like your own AirPods, yeah. but they were doing like a really bad <laughs> job of of labeling a lot of that stuff. So Apple kind of laid out its case for why they think AirTags are good, right? Um, and why they think that, you know, they took all the steps that they took to try and make sure that they were as safe as possible. Um, they added new privacy warnings, and they spoke. They then spoke about things they were going to add, and we've seen a lot of this stuff roll out now, which is like new privacy warnings when people are setting them up. Uh, they fixed the AirPods thing, um, and then they added some new features like precision finding, so you could, if an AirTag was said to be with you, you could use your device to find it, which wasn't a thing you could do before. And they made the uh, AirTags like alarm sound louder and stuff like that. So I would say this seemed to address pretty much everything. Like I don't feel like it felt like for a while there were a lot of these stories. And I think I saw maybe one or two more throughout the year. But it seemed like at least Apple did a good enough job of convincing the media that they were doing all that they could uh, for this product. Right. So yeah. Uh, Beats Fit Pro. Were released in February. Oh yeah, we talked about this. I had this for a while. I think was this was this the one that Mary got? We had Mary on the show to talk about headphones this year. Stephen, was it these ones? The Beat Fits, Beats Fits Pro. It was these. Yeah. Okay. I had completely forgotten about them, right? Because it's just like I about <laughs> yeah. I got Big Apple Big Apple Body to send them to me. Um, uh huh. And then of course I used them for like a couple of weeks. I really liked them, but. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I don't know, I just, uh, something about the, the the little hook, you know, was kind of weird. Didn't like yeah, I didn't like it. And I ended up going back to AirPods Pro, as always. Case is too big, I think. Yeah. yeah the case is too yeah. big. It's huge. That's true of a lot of Beats products. She also yeah. has the, whatever the ones that go over your ear. The like Power the, Beats. The, the Power Beats. 
and that case is enormous. Like it's way bigger than it needs to be. I just love big batteries, big Beats battery. Uh, and tap to pay contactless payments were announced as a thing that Apple were going to work on. They were going to basically open up the NFC chip on the iPhone to allow companies like Square and Stripe to let businesses create accounts and take payments. So you could just put your card or your phone on an iPhone and take a payment, removing the need for those uh, readers' devices. And this seems to be something that like, it was announced with a bit of fanfare and more partners have been added in, but we haven't really heard much about it. But I bet that it's something that is really great for the people that use it. Like this is just a good feature. But you know, now looking at the stuff that we see later on in the year, this is clearly Apple trying to like hedge against future antitrust stuff mm-hmm. because the NFC chip is considered one of the things that Apple has too much control over. February, <sighs> normal, yeah. normal. I feel like normal. It doesn't, nothing exciting yeah, happened, right? I agree. Normal month. Normal month. Yeah. And and in a way, like the, the AirTags thing is still with us. Like Apple's still trying to yeah. work that out with the public. So I, I, I don't want to go higher than normal for sure. All right. We are, we get to March. Uh, and March begins with the uh, obviously unfortunate news uh, that something that is still happening. Sadly, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. And Apple put out a statement uh, at the beginning of the month uh, saying that they were pausing product sales in Russia and pulling state media apps um, from the App Store. Uh, So they had a post on the Apple newsroom about this. I don't know if sales have resumed since they haven't they haven't rightfully so because the invasion is still ongoing i think this is one of those things that a lot of companies thought like oh we'll just pull out for a bit and and then unfortunately it wasn't a bit Uh, it's you know yeah so that apple are not in russia now at Mm -hmm. all like a lot of companies yeah nine months later this is still ongoing it's a it's a tragedy and yeah a bunch of companies like apple put out these statements and Maybe they thought it was going to be over in a month or something, and it wasn't, and it, it isn't over. Uh, getting back to Apple, there's a bunch of, of Apple product announcements here because there was a there was an event, right? There was the, an Apple event in March 2022. Uh, what was yeah, it called? The, uh, me and Steven were together. We watched it together because I was in Memphis. You were in Memphis. What was it called? What was the tagline of the event? Uh, uh. Oh, gosh, what was it? Uh, anyway, it was the Mac Studio event. Peak performance. Leap performance, thank you. Peak performance, peak Pe- performance. Peak performance, peak <laughs> performance. Seek oh, performance. Yes. Leet performance. <laughs> <laughs> like that one. Uh, the Mac Studio was announced, and... <laughs> Uh, this is the mini Mac Pro that uh, many were expecting, and uh, it's sort of it sits between. I can't do this with this. It really got leap performance. Really got me. It was very funny. <laughs> I mean, is it a tiny Mac Pro or is it a big Mac Mini? Is it a big Mac Mini? I don't know. You tell me, Stephen. I don't have one. John, why don't you John? It's a big, it's Mac, a big Mini. Mac Mini. Okay, it's not a small Mac Pro. Yeah. Um, Ooh. This is- that feels like a controversial thing you may have just said there. No slots, baby. You can't put things inside of it. Mm. I mean, you can. I mean, you can, but it won't be good. 
Well, you know, still, uh, it's a brand new, brand new product in the Mac lineup. Uh, brand new uh, name, like the studio name for a product, product like this. Uh, it was the obviously the first time, and it led us and many others to speculate: Hey, maybe is there room for a MacBook Studio in the future or an iPad Studio in the future? We'll see. Uh, but in addition to the Mac Studio, we also got the Studio Display. Apple's return to consumer-level displays, a 27-inch 5K monitor that eventually I also got. I'm looking right at it right now. Um, there, was a there was a controversy, though, for the studio display about, about the camera, about the built-in camera of the studio display. And now the studio display supports center stage, but it's not, I believe in the reviews at the time, everybody pretty much agreed that it was not as good as the center stage seen on the iPad Pro, for example. And really the main problem was that the picture coming out of the studio display's webcam was <laughs> terrible. Like it didn't, so it was very bad. So bad. It was very bad. And I want to mm -hmm. say that Apple sent a statement to the Verge and a bunch of others saying that it was due to something that needed to be fixed with an upcoming software update. That software update, by the way, the studio displays the kind of display that it's got its own firmware, runs a fork of iOS, therefore you can update. That update has since been released. I don't think it really did wonders in terms of improving the picture quality of the webcam of the display. I mean, it made it worse for me. Yeah, exactly. You get the flickering they, thing they going on. They fixed the flickering and then fixed and then broke it again. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I have to Good use job. the continuity camera with my studio display. Good job. And also, updating the studio display is so annoying. It's it's so it's annoying. Kinda, and it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's, it's very weird yeah. to update a thing that, like, you don't think, oh, you normally don't think about a display having its own software. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I don't want to have to update my monitor by restarting my yeah. computer. <laughs> it's like, this is <laughs> this doesn't feel good yeah. at all. Yeah. That's the thing to do. Uh, there was also a new iPhone SE uh, and a green iPhone 13. These were the smaller announcements, I think, from, from the event. I mean, uh, it's literally just a green iPhone 13. Coming out months later from the original iPhone 13 lineup, I always thought that would they did it the previous year with the purple but one. Why yeah. is this like? And two? they always used to do the red before. They used right? to do the red. Maybe mm -hmm. I mean they must have the numbers. They must know that introducing a color in the middle of you know mid cycle d helps somehow with sales, or it's good to get people into Apple stores to check out the new color and eventually they buy something else. I don't know. And the SE, which I believe Sylvia's sister bought. Uh, it's got still the same boring design, A5, A5, uh, A15 Bionic inside, 5G, still a home button, um, better battery life, you know, the usual. Still an old design that does not have Face ID. The other big news, and this one I really liked, the new iPad Air with an M1. Now, at the time, we all kind of started asking ourselves the question, I remember asking myself the question, we thought the M1 was supposed to be like for the iPad Pro lineup only. What does it mean to get an M1 on an iPad Air as well? And months later, we eventually got our answer. And the answer was this iPad Air supports stage manager and external displays. We couldn't know at the time. I still believe that the iPad Air, especially now that we got the full picture with iPadOS 16 and stage manager, I still think it's the definitive iPad for most people. 
I mean, you get a relatively portable iPad that is not too expensive, it's not too big, it's bigger than an iPad mini, it's very balanced as a product, uh, it's got the M1, and it comes in colors, I really like this iPad, I think it's a really good update. I remember at the time it was like, oh, well, if they've done this, what are they going <laughs> to sure. do to the iPad exactly. Pro? <laughs> that was the conversation, the answer was, Nah, don't worry yeah, about it's it. just don't think <laughs> think about it too much. It's don't fine. Don't worry about it. We're gonna make the iPad closer to this one as well. Don't worry about it. Come on. And lastly, and I'm gonna need some help here from Mike. Uh, Friday mm-hmm. night baseball on Apple TV Plus was announced. Yep. If my understanding is correct, this means that uh, each week during the season. Uh, there are two baseball games on Friday nights on Apple TV Plus uh, that include also like pre and post show segments. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yep. And they're available for free. For free. To Apple TV uh, Plus. Well, they're available for free on Apple TV Plus, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Like- Meaning they're not like a paid extra on top of Apple TV Plus. Well, you don't have to be an Apple TV Plus subscriber to watch them. Oh, okay. So they are free, like free, free for they all. They are free. Okay. Yes. Good. Good. Probably won't be forever, but there are free games as part of this. Because that was like this whole thing about like there was, uh, was it Aaron Rodgers was going to potentially break the record of home runs and everyone was did like he? super mad that it was on. No, not he did, but not in oh, this okay. game. People are super mad that Apple were having it. Like, it's like, oh, now I won't be able to watch it. But actually, people can just watch it for free. Very cool. And that was March. Aaron Judge. Aaron Rodgers is a basketball player? Football. Football. There you go. I got there in the end. So, obviously, everything is very good here, I think. Max Studio Studio displays, uh, you know, M1 iPad Air, uh, with the exception of, you know... Uh, the war, war. <laughs> so I, I, but that's uh, like that's outside of Apple's control here. Like it's not like you know Apple react, and they did the right. They thing. did the right thing. So mm-hmm. overall, I would argue in favor of a good plus. Maybe I would agree with you. Okay. Me too. Good, good plus. Plus now world events nightmare. Right, right, right. exactly. But we don't judge the necessarily judge world events here mm-hmm. as such. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander. When you work in a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding video conferencing details to send to a new client. You don't want to track down the same FAQ results for the, from the company website to copy and paste into emails. These are the kinds of things you want immediately at your fingertips so you can get your work done faster. That is why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes, allowing you to work with faster and eliminate repetition so you can focus on what matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations will streamline the work that you and your team are going through. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation 
text expander will do the rest. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more right within text expander. Create your chosen abbreviation, and it will be with you wherever you type, on any device, across any app that you use, Mac, Windows, Chrome, and iOS. You can even have customization for your snippets, having them automatically add in dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more. This will make sure that you still keep the personality and the communication that you send. One of my easy ones that I love is I will type in ZZOO and then it will bring up my Zoom URL. So, you know, if I'm sending that to somebody at like, you know, like my personal meeting ID thing or whatever, because if you press like the copy or share button in Zoom, it gives about a novel's worth of information that you sent to somebody, like including phone numbers and stuff, which nobody needs to really call into a Zoom over a phone now. We kind of all get how to do it. So I just was able to copy and like put that into Text Expander to just have the URL. So when I expand that, it gives me a URL and I can send it to someone and we can uh, start meeting. If repetitive typing is getting you down, you need Text Expander. Check out Text Expander today at textexpander.com slash connected and you will get 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash connected to say goodbye to repetitive typing. Our thanks to Text Expander for the support of this show and Relay FM. So we are now into April. This is when friend of the show, Apple Self-Service Repair Program launched. So proud of them. This is definitely in the category of Apple hedging against future legislation and present legislation here in the U.S. with um, a program where you can order parts. They mail you 500 pounds of tools to do things. This started just with iPhones and just in the U.S., but throughout the year they've expanded it, including this week uh, they added desktop Macs to it. A good thing for Apple to have from the political angle I'm not sure how many regular consumers are ever going to take advantage of this. I would love to know the volume of orders through this. I just, I have to imagine it's pretty low. Super small. Just as a clarification, this was when they announced it was available. They had previously announced this yes. as a thing. I think it was in 2021. Yeah. 21. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think people can do it, right? But I don't think people are doing it. YouTubers are doing it, but I don't think anybody else is, is really using this. Um, it's just Quinn Nelson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think probably the, the best result out of this is that small companies could buy better tools. That's what I reckon is probably the best result, right? So like a screen repair company could buy a screen repair tool that Apple makes because you can buy mm -hmm. the tools, right? As well as just rent the tools. So... That, I reckon, is probably pretty good. But I don't think this is still the easy thing we were hoping for, right? And I don't yeah. think it's ever going to happen because uh, Apple would have to design and develop their products very, very differently for that to work out. But it's cool. Uh, we also learned a little bit more about why the website looks so weird. I went like deep down the rabbit hole looking up company listings out of state and stuff. That was fun. So this is, oh, that was fun. I forgot about that. Yeah, so this is run by a partner company that does a lot of logistics for tech companies, including Apple. So the website's jank, but that is what it is. Uh, even though it's not hugely popular, I don't think, I'm glad that it exists. WBDC was also announced in April, uh, quote, returning to its all- online format fake news fake news fake news because 
Let me read this. In addition to the online conference, Apple will host a special day for developers and students at Apple Park on June 6th to watch the keynote and State of the Union videos together along with the online community. And you could sign up uh, a few weeks later to, to get into that. We'll get into the announcements of WWDC, but being there was really special this year, getting to see people for the first time in a long time. And who knows what the future holds, but it was uh, it was a really fun day. Um, I know it wasn't for everybody, but good it, for you. You know, you know, I'm not trying to bring you down. Well, you well, you do though. You didn't have to say any of that thing. You could have just moved on, right, Federico? Do you agree with me? He could have just moved on. We're not even in June yet. I think it, I think it lingered a little too much. You know, yeah, too long, yeah. right? Like how great, a perfect, <laughs> wonderful day it was when when it's we we got two months until the WWDC part. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Just, um, so he's gonna do it again. Yeah, it, it, it rubbed it in well, a little June bit. June is Federico's month. You know, this is my shot. Yeah, well, you can't and, say and anything. Look, <laughs> and look how tastefully I will handle that. Just wait, uh, you know, ten minutes or so. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I'm looking forward to it. Also in March, uh, Apple's Coda, which was a, uh, a film on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, it won a Oscar for Best Picture at the Academy of Awards. And what's really cool about this is that, uh, so this movie, if you haven't seen it, has um, a lot of deaf actors mm-hmm. in it. And this was uh, the, ma- the male actor, Tony Coates, Troy Coatsar? I I can't I don't know what his last name how to pronounce his last name or his first name. <laughs> That's the sounds of it. You know how much cold medicine I've taken to be here with y'all? Like not enough. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Anyways, a big deal, and uh, Apple TV Plus just raking in the awards. And this is a great movie. Like if you haven't seen it, you should watch it over the break. It's one of those movies you know is going to make you cry before you've even watched it. You know, oh, yeah. It's, it's a tearjerker. It's just one of those. That's an Oscar movie right there. Uh, reader apps. Okay, going back to App Store versus the law. Uh, reader apps got the ability to post links to their sites to sign up for accounts. So the sort of the example I think everybody thinks of is Netflix, right? You open the Netflix app and it's like, sign in. It's like, what? how do I get an account? What, what does that mean? Um, and so Apple announced some entitlements that, quote, reader apps like Netflix, mm. Kindle, etc., could apply for, and then they could link out to their sites for account management and creation. So this is the stupidest thing, the stupidest hill Apple could die on. I hate everything about their decisions on this, uh, but they finally gave in, and you can have a link. It's still not good enough. Not good enough at all. No, because only certain apps can do it, and it's only under certain circumstances, and you still have to have this screen come between you and the link, right, that Apple's got a bunch of language in. Like, it's a yeah. whole... It's still Don't go terrible. on the web. Yeah. It's scary out there. Mm-hmm. Use the App Store. Mm-hmm. And what will probably be the only Twitter story we talk about... Uh, nothing else happened, so... <laughs> nothing else happened. Uh, the edit button is announced to become... A reality. I think it actually launched in April, but they talked about it. They started testing it, and then they put it into blue later on. Yeah, this. Yeah, it was weird. It was like only to, to blue users. I mean, in certain places, it was they. They, you know, that's how they do things. They they really kind of slow roll, or at least used to. Now they too fast roll, but they used to slow roll features. Who knows? Anyways, you can edit tweets for a little while. Also with Twitter, we got the beginnings of the Elon. 
Twitter saga. So I don't think we have to spend a lot of time recapping all of this, but he said he was going to buy it, and then he said he wasn't going to buy it, and then the court said he had to buy it, <laughs> and here we are. Well, it began in it began in in, in April. In mm-hmm. April. In April. Yep. Oh gosh, I know. <laughs> um, and then lastly, Dyson, known for things with fans in them, announced head, a headphone air purifier combo that made you look like you were in Tron. Uh, and actually, it's out now. Just this week, uh, Victoria Song over The Verge had a piece about wearing it out into the streets of New York City. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dyson just puts fans in things. I don't it know. It looks so bad. It does look bad. I, I was convinced that this was an April Fool's Me joke. too. Me too. Like I, was conv- I, I still don't understand why it needs to exist as a product. At this point... I think I still think it was an April Fool's joke, but someone posted it early, and then they just decided to commit to making yeah. it. Yeah, like they posted it by accident, and now they're like, "Oh well, <laughs> gonna have to make this thing now." <laughs> so they did. Also, they called it the Dyson Zone, which is also kind of a scary name. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're inside the Dyson Zone. Should have called it the, the Die Zone. Whoa, oh, man, it's right there. <laughs> but it also sounds like Die Zone, so which is you're gonna die yeah. in this zone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it's a sound to die for <laughs> if you were in an alley and someone came towards you wearing that you would think you were going to die <laughs> I will run my favorite part of Victoria Song's review is that she says I'm in New York so literally no one paid attention to me yeah <laughs> right, so she was worried about going out into the street but nothing happened mm. because mm-hmm. she says she's seen weirder things in New York than that which I just thought mm-hmm. was hilarious yeah all right, so April. April. Uh, let's see. Decent? Mm, yeah, well, the well, Elon Twitter this. thing so, really brings it down. and this. Yeah, no, but you see, at the time, it was kind of like funny and like, oh, what might happen? Uh, you know what I mean? No. Like, it, it, it went real bad. No, it But was, it was like, what could happen here? Um, ah, uh, you it know? was immediately bad. Hmm. Yeah, but if it was immediately as bad as it ended up being, we wouldn't have waited until December to leave, right? Mm. Like, there was there was anticipation of what might happen here, which isn't a bad thing, no, let me, necessarily. Let me take a look at the chart right? again. Uh, open link, open Safari. Maybe normal? I don't think it's higher than normal. It's not higher than normal. Yeah, because even the good stuff that we got isn't necessarily that good. Happy for Coda, but, you know, like... <laughs> Normal. I, I can go with normal. No, I'm good with normal. I think it kind of washes out this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, we go on to May. Mm. In May, the iPod Touch was put on a little boat and sent out into the sunset, never to be heard from again. Oh. But as the URL says, the music lives on. Which The music lives on, mm. baby! Well, you see, I know that they're trying to say it's like a touch and tribute, but it's kind of just like... We don't need the iPod Touch anymore. You know, like music is just going to continue anyway. What's the iPod Touch going to do? Well, they didn't even announce. So the iPod Touch cancellation is in the subhead and then the last paragraph. Yeah. The rest of it is like, damn, the iPod is pretty good, y'all. Like, It's it's so silly. It's like a a victory lap. Yeah. Where they accidentally killed something. Can you still buy it? No. No? Because it said like while stocks last. Did those stocks not last for very long? The stock didn't last, I think. Uh, Apple had record quarterly results that they posted in that May. But this is where they started to talk about how 
is it could get tougher to satisfy demand for products later in the year with supply chain issues. So like Apple had done pretty well during all of this time, all of COVID, right? Posting like bigger and bigger results than ever. They didn't seem to be having any particular issues with uh, chip supply like a lot of their competitors were. But this is where things started to become a problem for Apple in the supply chain. Uh, this was also where... You know, like up, leading up to this point, Apple was kind of like going backwards and forwards on their return to the office stuff. And we were getting mm-hmm. a lot of like reports and we were getting a lot of people that were trying to, to organize against Apple. And that was getting stamped down and people were getting fired. Like, it was like a whole big thing, a whole big kind of culture war thing. And Apple were announcing their plans of like, I think three days you could work. Mm. No, maybe two days at home, three the office, I think it was, it's something like that. And and they but they were mandating some days that people had to be there. But basically like there was not gonna be any complete flexibility, which people hoped that there would. So Apple were announcing these and then they said they set their return to the office date and then had to change it because of rising COVID cases, which was particularly interesting at the time because the month previous, they were like, hey, come to Apple Park, developers. And then in May, we're like, no, staff should not be here. So yeah, it was a bit of a tumultuous time. It, it really was. And it's something I think they continue to struggle with even now. Well, I think every company does, right? Yeah. Who's not? Uh if, if companies are having people return to the office, that is. Uh, Apple also previewed a bunch of new accessibility features as part of Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Uh, I think the one that, that caught the most headlines was door detection. Um, so being able to use like scanning like cameras and LiDAR and all that kind of stuff to work out if there is a door and then what that door has for opening and how to open the door and like you know a lot of really interesting stuff more apple watch accessibility control these were all things that were pretty much coming from ios 16 onwards but by doing this every may apple has the ability to get a lot of attention for its accessibility features it's like similarly how they announce some emoji on world emoji day even though they don't release them until later on it's like this is the day when people are talking about and focusing on that stuff let's show what we're doing and it gets attention for later on you know and also one of one of the interesting points about the door detection thing of like this would work really well uh with some kind of ar device right and so i think that was the Mm -hmm. thing we were talking about at the time and it also just shows like you know if it works which apparently it does work pretty well um it kind of shows their ability there to do some some object detection in the real world okay so the accessibility stuff is awesome the rest isn't. No, it's good to kill the Apple Touch, you know, like that thing needed to go. Mm. Harsh. Mm. I'm being I'm being real though, right? Like mm. either it was kind of either do something with it or get rid of it because it was a like not. It great was holding product. iOS back for sure, and in fact, it did not get. You could buy one in March, and it didn't get iOS 16 in the fall. Like <laughs> it was stuck on 15 forever. But I think decent. I think we could go with decent. I mean. Decent, decent. I, I think it's decent. Yeah, decent. Makes sense. There's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. Some of the bad stuff, like, I mean, I don't, you know, realistically, Apple having uh, risky quarterly results is like not a thing that's going to affect my feeling on the. You know what I mean? It's like they're going to be okay. All right. So uh, thank you, May. You were decent. Moving on to June, obviously. <laughs> WWDC time. Now, um, normally I would act much more excited about WWDC, uh, but uh, I think in respect of our uh, co-host, Mike, uh, I'm going to... Our fallen comrade. Fallen comrade. We're going to keep a much more... uh, What's a good word to describe it? Um, Samba. 
somber tone for this segment. Uh, this is the month where when Mike got COVID in a series of of terrible circumstances that involved a series of unfortunate events, and, and <laughs> <laughs> very unfortunate events that uh, essentially ended up with Mike stuck in a hotel room in San Jose, uh, almost in, at WWDC, but not quite there yet. So um, WWDC, uh, the the reason why we said that the announcement was fake news is that Apple did end up having a bunch of people over at Apple Park. I was invited but couldn't go. I didn't disclose at the time the reason why. And the reason was I had just bought a house and we were moving. So that's why I thought, eh, not a great time for me to travel this year. Uh, they invited a bunch of developers who won a lottery, I believe, to be able to watch the keynote at Apple Park. They set up a bunch of chairs outside and in the cafeteria. And they also did the tours of the developer center. Uh, they had a bunch of uh, colleagues uh, of ours uh, recording podcasts uh, at the podcast mm -hmm. studio, the developer center, including one true John, uh, to whom and, and me. you, I, did I connected yeah. remote over, what did we use, WebEx or something like that? So FaceTime? WebEx yeah. probably. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so there was that. But then, of course, there were the announcements. iOS and iPadOS 16, macOS, uh, watchOS 9, macOS Ventura, and the brand new M2 MacBook Air. Um, I believe there was also an announcement of the, like, there's still, like, a MacBook Pro with the touch bar. Uh, I... That doesn't sound right. No way they still sell they, that machine. They did. They do, right? They're, they're still... You can buy one. Yeah, they yeah. do. You can buy yeah, one. They they but I don't know if it was here. I don't remember. It was. I think it, it was. was. It was. Okay. I think it was here. And I remember thinking like, wait, what am I watching? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And after that, on the store, yeah. Anyway, iOS 16, the big news, which we all knew at the time, like, oh, surely they're doing this because of the always-on display in the iPhone 14 lock screen widgets. Uh, that was the feature of iOS 16, the customization of the lock screen. Um, what else is new in iOS 16? It's I think it's a useful exercise uh, months after the fact to think about, like, what else was new in focus this? Focus mode stuff, lots of focus improvements. The, the new focus mode settings i'm taking a look at my review again notifications they did some changes to the way notifications they look did and work. the new display the display of notifications at the bottom the lock screen widgets the live activities the live activities on the lock screen we couldn't know at the time that there were going to be the dynamic island uh there were some changes to apps uh like the new features in notes and reminders for lists and the drag and drop a subject out of a photo thing mail uh big updates to mail yeah all these things were in ios 16 overall a good update as we'll see later with a bit of a roadmap oh and all the messages stuff oh yeah editing, editing and deleting a message oh, so ios 16 really good really good update on the phone really, really good, good update. update we saw the announcement of course also of stage manager on ipad ios 16 and i remember being very happy during the keynote uh just seeing the multiple windows i almost couldn't believe it that they were going to do windowing on an iPad. And, you know, that during the announcement, that was fun. Like, it was a wild 20 minutes. I was just very happy tweeting back, back when I was a tweeter myself. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, that was cool, seeing the windowing uh, and all of that. WatchOS 9, relatively small update. Uh, changes to the workout app, the brand new medications app. 
some new watch faces, I want to say, as always, like a couple of new watch faces from Apple. Overall, not a huge update uh, at all. Ventura. Stage manager for macOS, which is similar but also kind of different from how it works on Mm -hmm. iPadOS. What else is in Ventura? Mail, of course, all the changes. Like all the changes to the apps that we mentioned, they are shared between uh, macOS and iPadOS. But also the much criticized, as we'll see later in the summer, system settings app in macOS Ventura. And uh, yeah, that was a thing. that so bad. Yeah. and the MacBook Air, uh, I mean, I think we are all in agreement that this is an awesome computer and we love this computer. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had a use case for this computer because I totally would get one. It's my favorite Mac ever. I love mine. Later in June, like uh, obviously uh, the the aftermath of WWDC is always like a couple of weeks all about sessions and the technical stuff that was announced, beta one and beta two. Uh, there's, there's all of that. Uh, but one particular item that I that I want to mention here is the first of many controversies uh, surrounding Stage Manager, specifically about the devices that Stage Manager in its original version was running on. Uh, if you recall, Stage Manager was announced just for the M1 iPads. And I'm not talking about external display support, uh, which was demoed at the time, uh, but I'm talking about the whole feature, like the, the entire stage manager was supposed to be exclusive to the M1 and M2, and that's it. And that drove a lot of people uh, upset, rightfully so, I would say. Stephen and I, or was it Mike and I? No, I think it was Stephen and I. No, it was the two. It was you two. I think I was traveling home. Stephen and I, we talked about it in an episode of Connected at length for like um, 40 minutes or something about why it was wrong <laughs> to limit this feature to modern iPads. Months later, we would get our answer, but not at the time. And lastly, for June, uh, uh, Apple landed this deal that they actually uh, went into a bit more detail yesterday, uh, but they announced it in June. Uh, They landed a deal with the Major League Soccer uh, organization, with MLS, for 10 years. It's a 10-year exclusive deal beginning in 2023 where you will be able to watch uh, soccer games uh, in the U.S. um, on Apple TV+. Plus. It's worldwide. It's U.S. soccer, watch well, the worldwide. It's U.S. soccer, but watch it worldwide, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, now, unlike the Friday night, I keep calling it Friday Night Lights, but that's a TV show. What's it called? <laughs> the Friday Night Baseball? Baseball. Friday Night, Friday just night that, Baseball. Just that? Okay. This is the name of the sport. <laughs> I like the Friday Night Lights thing. Um, this one, the MLS <laughs> season pass. So this will be different. They announced the schedule and the pricing yesterday. It will be available starting February 1 for $14.99 a month or $99 per season. I don't know. How long is the season? Is it like football in Italy? Like uh, six months or something? Eight maybe? Yeah. Or 99 per season. Uh, but Apple TV Plus subscribers will be able to get it at $12.99 or $79 per season, which is a pretty good deal, I think. If you're into that, you can save 20 bucks per season if you also subscribe to Apple TV Plus. I, I'm going to say, I think that this is a thing that seems like we're like, oh, this is like a good idea. This is a good way for them to stretch their wings. Apple has a lot that they're doing with this. They're controlling a lot. They, they have really partnered with Major League Soccer to do this. It's like the baseball thing. Apple's just showing some games. But 
Apple is like helping dictate the schedule of the season with Major League Soccer. Like they've worked together on like tons of stuff about the way they are playing the game is is changing for this. Like and it's all good stuff. Like it makes a lot of sense for them to have this partnership. I reckon we will look back on this and so this was a great thing because soccer's growing in America. Like mm-hmm. the the interest in the sport is growing. And Apple have this as exclusive for 10 years, which is wild. And Major League Soccer is going to do great out of it. This is great, great promotion for them. It puts them on a worldwide stage. Apple's going to show a bunch of games for free, right, as well, so people can, can come and watch them. Um, it's very, this is very cool, and, and I think it's super smart. One of my very favorite things, if you are already a season ticket holder for a Major League Soccer team, you get this for free as part of your season ticket. Hmm. I just think that that is like a real respect of the fans. I think that they've, yes. they've come together to do something really cool here. Yeah, I would love to see more sports leagues adopt this sort of mm-hmm. deal. Like, you can do like NBA League Pass, but it's really, really expensive. And you still have blackout issues and you still have, you know, if you're a ticket holder, it doesn't really matter. I would love to, I mean, I think soccer is doing it because it's growing in uh, popularity, like you said. Yeah. But I think there's lessons here that I'd like to see the NBA and NFL and others adopt. I hope so. So where do we where do we rank June? Nightmare. <sighs> you guys can rank whatever you want. I will say nothing more than nightmare. You gotta understand it's one of the worst times of my entire life. This <laughs> being was was the WWE. Okay, week. we can we can do a double rating system here. <laughs> so we're gonna do we're, Yeah, we did we did for March. We're gonna do I mean, we're gonna do uh Mike Nightmare. And then the two of you can decide on the real grade, but I can't accept it. I don't know. It feels like a good plus at the very least. I think it is good plus. That is a real that's a real spread. <laughs> what is what is after good Best plus? Best I love you. Let's see. And it was not that. Come on. No, it can't be that because we were sad for you. And we also as a as a team missed out on some stuff because of it. So wasn't and great. if we were to pick a single one in between Nightmare and Good Plus, it would be somewhere. It would be decent, but we'll go with this. I think you could say it was Good Plus. Like you can, we can officially no, no, rank we'll, it as we'll, Good Plus. But we'll have the but, mic rating. I think it's important. Yeah, that can just always be like a footnote yeah. somewhere. Mm. That this was for me <laughs> a nightmare, and I can't accept anything. Other I, than I that. believe you said it was literally the worst time of my life. So that counts for something. It, it was genuinely one of the worst weeks of my entire life. Okay. It sucked so mm, bad. Mm. It sucked so bad. Like I cannot describe how bad. Yeah, don't, don't remember <laughs> that. Don't, just don't think about it anymore. It's it's in the past. It's over. This episode of Connected is brought to you by our friends at Memberful, the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience used by the biggest creators on the web to generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. Maybe your business's financial situation has changed in the past year or so, and you want a proven solution that is quick to launch so you can stabilize your business and grow. Memberful handles the hard stuff so you can focus on what you do best while earning revenue quickly, while leaving you with full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience brand and your membership memberful has everything you need to run a membership program including an optimized checkout apple pay easy member management free trials gift subscriptions and more including wonderful analytics memberful recently overhauled this and their charts their graphs are fantastic i feel like we're able to really keep an idea of our how our business is running 
using Memberful's dashboard. They have they also seamlessly integrate with the tools that you're already using, including lots of fully managed integrations with popular services like WordPress and Discord. Discord is a huge one for us. Our Memberful uh, integration with Discord is so good. Like when somebody pays, they get the ability. Like somebody signs up, they get the ability to join our Discord. And if they stop being a member, there is a bot that removes them from the Discord. So we don't have to deal with any of the management of this. It's really great. You can also send paid email newsletters directly through Memberful without having to connect to a third-party email provider. You can even publish your paid newsletter content to a Memberful-hosted members-only website. And there's no additional fee for this if you use one of Memberful's pro or premium plans. So you're going to save money compared to other newsletter platforms. So go and get started today at memberful.com slash connected. There's no credit card required. So you can get started for free at memberful.com slash connected. Go there right now and check it out and see what it could do for your business. Well, thanks to Memberful for their support of this show and Relay FM. We have some real-time follow-up that pains me, but I have to do it because we have integrity. Kate went back and found a clip from the Ricky's January 2022, episode 379. Wow. I suggested the name Annie's. Yep. And then you tried to tell me that it shouldn't exist, and I just don't understand this. You're not proud of I your I believe that's gaslighting, right? You tried to yeah. gaslight Mike. So, <laughs> Which is unfortunate, really. We are now in July, and Apple's done. They're not going to take it anymore. They are committing to protect users from, quote, highly targeted mercenary spyware. So when you put mercenary in the document, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You Apple versus mercenary I spyware. Of I was like, There's no way they said mercenary. There's no, and they, yeah, did. they did a lot. <laughs> like, oh wow, it's, okay. it's right there in the headline. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm just going to read the subhead. Apple is previewing a groundbreaking security capability that offers specialized additional protection to users who may be at risk of highly targeted cyber attacks from private companies developing state-sponsored mercenary spyware. The word mercenary is used 28 times in this press release. (laughs) There's a lot of mercenaries. They've gotten into it. I don't think I have a state-sponsored mercenary spyware coming after me, but if I did, Apple's got my back. (laughs) Well, provided you want to lock down your entire phone. Yes, lockdown mode, which came with iOS 16, right? Well, it came recently, 16 point whatever. Like, so they announced it here, but it, it came with the uh, advanced data protection thing. That all came at the same time, mercenaries. So this is what it... I feel like if you have a state-sponsored mercenary spyware coming after you, like yeah. some things have happened in your life. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this was in, res- in response to the Pegasus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So basically, all of these things, they find their way into your device by using some kind of like access to an outside door. So like, for example, sending a message to someone with a link could do it because link previews could load and that could somehow inject some code into your phone. It's all pretty scary stuff. So effectively, what lockdown mode does is it stops the ability for things to automatically load in a bunch of places, which is really interesting. Even things like FaceTime calls are blocked. So this is, they're never going to be able to stop this Mm -hmm. completely, but this will get rid of a lot of the ways that it's done now. And you've got to expect that in the future, other features will be added to lockdown mode as Apple finds out about new backdoors that people are trying to use. Apple also uh, landed a record-breaking 52 Emmy Award nominations in July. 20 of those were Ted Lasso with 14 uh, going to Severance, both excellent shows on Apple TV Plus, of course, and then sort of the other 
were spread across 13 different titles. Uh, I mean, Apple's doing a really good job with their content. I think way better than we feared, especially after the uh, Planet of the Apps and sort of those early outings. They hired good people and they pay for good things and they are definitely uh, reaping the rewards of it. They won nine of those Emmys. I don't know if that's coming up later on, but... Oh, I don't know. They won nine. It, it's not, so I'll tell you now. They won nine of them, and it was mostly Ted Lasso. July is when the M2 MacBook Air landed, and we have a bunch of reviews in the show notes you can go check out. Excellent laptop, like we said a second ago. I absolutely adore mine. We also got rumors of the Extreme Sports Apple Watch. This kicked off lots of discussion about what it would look like, would it be, mm-hmm. you know, rubberized in a way. What we ended up with is the Apple Watch Ultra, which is fantastic. But uh, way back in July, started to uh, this really started to pick up steam. There had been stories of this, I think, even back in twenty one, but it really started to pick up with this Bloomberg report over the summer. Kind of a quiet month, but it's all good uh, stuff, though, right? Like for me, it's the MacBook Air, right? So we didn't spend, but like. That computer is so good, <laughs> and this is when it became available. Like I, I would, I would lean good plus for this. I could do that. I can do that. I can do that. I think it's fine. It's a really good computer. So far, like I feel like twenty twenty two, it's been better. I think than it, yeah, I think it's been a better year overall. Uh, yeah. Except for June. Except for yeah, of course. In August, friend of the show Shazam, 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 Shazam. turned twenty. Nice. <laughs> Oh, that's when that's when you told us that it used to be like a UK service where you could like a text message thing, yeah. And then the next week, Apple wrote this article uh, referencing the fact that it used to be a text uh, message thing. Uh, this just happened to be us at a family gathering over the weekend, and I used my iPhone to, to like say, like, what song is this? And my brother was like, you should use Shazam for that. And I'm like, my friend, look, the logo right there. The Apple bought it. He was very surprised by that. That's so funny. Like people in the UK just know what Shazam is. We just we yeah. all just know because we were texting it all the time. I have it in Control Center now. You know, swipe down, hit the button. No, no. See, I just use Siri, and it's, I use Siri for this a lot because it's good because it's fast. Hey, what song is this? I say, and it listens. Uh, the Mac was added to the self-service repair program in August. Yes, just uh, a series of notebooks, but good, good stuff. The iOS battery percentage indicator was introduced, and everybody had design opinions. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a couple of weeks on Twitter. I remember this. Yep. Yeah. And mm. they bullied Apple into making the wrong choice. Eh, well, <laughs> they made a, a choice, uh-huh. uh, and I'm not sure. I I don't even know what is right or wrong anymore. So. Yeah. And Amazon bought Roomba for $1.7 billion. I had forgotten about this entirely. Yeah, me me too until yesterday when I was setting up the the Echo Studio. More details about this in Connected Pro. Where can people get Connected Pro? GetConnectedPro.co. GetConnectedPro.co. The, the Amazon app tells you, hey, I see there's a there's a Roomba in this house. Set it up here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's owned by you now. Okay. Boys, I have some news for you when it comes to Roombas. Mm. Oh. Just just bought a new Roomba. Which one did you get? Did you know that they make a one machine that both vacuums and mops? And mops, yeah. yeah. It has like a mop on its head, right? Yeah. And like an arm yeah. comes down or something? So we just bought that one. So I'm going to set it up probably tomorrow. This is a really weird thing for me where a couple of months ago, 
I was talking to someone and for some reason was convinced that they made this product and couldn't find it. Like it, and, and I felt like I was losing my mind or it came to me in a dream. So I don't like I must have seen it announced somewhere, but they weren't selling it. And then I went onto their website a couple of days ago and there it was like a dream. We're going to call this one Rambo. Nice. Makes sense. Because <laughs> we had Robbie. Robbie is our original Roomba. And we just had the mm-hmm. regular one. Like it didn't have the like collection part, you know? Yeah. Uh, but this new uh, Roomba, because it has a mop, I wanted to put an M somewhere in the name. And Adina suggested Rambo. So we're going to get Rambo set up. The J7 Plus? Yeah. J7 Plus. Yeah. It looks cool. It's really quite clever. It's really quite clever. It is very clever. So I've uh, we sent one of those up for the new place. It's so, well, uh, normal. 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 Mm. normal. Nor- okay, yeah, normal. Yeah. Some good stuff. You know, some hot takes. A robot or two. Moving on to September, of course. I get all the busy months in this episode. It seems you did. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. there's the iPhone event, and this one. What was this one called? Uh, there was an sneak design. No. Look into the stars. No, yeah, it was the space one. Like uh Space is out there. Welcome to the island. What's it called? Like quantum whatever. No. What was it called? Come on. Quantum computing. No, well that's a <sighs> Apple September twenty twenty two event. This is what we're all just trying to Google to find this thing. You know what I mean? Look into the stars was really good, Mike. I really like that one. Far out. Far out. Far yes. out. See, that was close thank enough. Thank you, thank you. I, had the, I, I knew where I was going, you know? I just didn't get there. This event, iPhone 14 and 14 Plus, so the base model, Yes. we kissed the iPhone mini lineup goodbye for now, forever. We'll see. <laughs> didn't know. When that sentence started, did not know where it was ending. Yeah, and that's where it, where it ended. Um, we, got, we got a bigger regular model iPhone. And of course, the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. And these are the big updates that we were looking for. The always-on display, of course, is here. A better, much better 48-megapixel camera. Support for two features that I didn't think we could imagine. Crash detection, which, as we saw in, later in the year, uh, Apple needed to fine-tune a little bit more because it was accidentally triggered by people on roller coasters or people skiing, I believe. <laughs> and also the satellite. SOS feature, which was very cool, just launched in the US. I believe it's launching soon in some parts of Europe, including the UK. I have it now. You have it. A couple weeks ago. Uh, And of course, the feature of the 14 Pro and Pro Max, the Dynamic Island. Uh, it was a, a great moment when they revealed the name of the feature on on in the keynote because on Connected, Stephen had previously joked that... Um, you remember we were talking about like, oh, is Apple mm. going to own the design of the pill-shaped cutout in the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max? And and Stephen said, oh, it's going to look like, a, like an, an island of black pixels whatever and it turns out that the feature is much more than we could imagine it's a dynamic element that expands and and you know shrinks and shows you interactive controls and live activities it's called the dynamic island and so we felt very happy for like uh, 10 minutes there so these were the iphones uh, anything else worth noting about the f- the the 14 lineup i mean the the 14 and 14 plus use an old cpu and it's the first time we've seen that happen on an iphone 
we got the second generation AirPods Pro finally uh, with yes, uh, very good product. very good product, much improved noise cancellation and sound, battery life, same design. The case now supports Find My. Uh, I love the AirPods Pro too. I think they are like they are not like a. They, they, they don't have an exciting design, but it doesn't matter. They're supposed to be portable, the battery should last, and the, they got to sound good, and they check all those boxes. The, tra- the noise cancellation is unbelievably good. Yes, and the transparency mode, like, it keeps getting better. Like, I really, like, they are, got to be my favorite Apple accessory, I think, at this point. Uh, the Apple Watch SE 2 was announced, along with the Apple Watch Series 8. Uh, the Series 8 kind of a boring minor update with a temperature with a wrist temperature sensor that, however, cannot use cannot be used to uh, you know to check if you have a fever or something. It's it's been primarily advertised as a women's health feature for cycle tracking and you know um, these uh, ovulation estimates that the health app can provide you with, and those are based on taking your wrist temperature each night and establishing this baseline temperature going forward. Very cool feature, but maybe not. Not as not as expansive as a lot of users were expecting. Like, oh, I'm gonna check if I have a fever using my Apple Watch. And no, it doesn't work like that. But the announcement, of course, in in Apple Watch world was the Apple Watch Ultra, the brand new. It turns out that that rugged extreme watch was actually the Apple Watch Ultra, a bigger, thicker, chunkier, more serious, more expensive Apple Watch for people who are really into. Uh, almost dying, basically, uh, like people who practice extreme sports or adventurers, people who you know cross deserts and climb mountains, you know, really dangerous things that they love doing, mm. and now they can do those while wearing an Apple Watch Ultra that has more sensors, a bigger display, it's brighter, uh, it's got a bunch of things, it's got a new design, it's got the action button. Uh, it's a pretty lovely Apple Watch for a very specific market, and I think the people who got one. There is, you know, the conversation as to whether does this replace like a dedicated device like a Garmin or like what's the name of the other company, like a Sonto watch if you're into uh, uh, scuba diving. Um, Those dedicated devices maybe still have more features for that kind of niche market. The Apple Watch Ultra kind of tries to do it all with Apple's, uh, you know, more elegant, uh, more powerful software. And uh, it's a new product. I think it's very exciting, but we'll need to see over time, if this category grows, if this becomes an annual thing, we don't have the answers to that right now. Then, of course, there's a software story. Uh, we got iOS 16, which uh, we talked about in the month of June, and watchOS 9. Uh, I did my usual annual review, and I just did it for iOS 16 this time around, because iPadOS mm-hmm. 16 got delayed. <laughs> uh, this yep. uh, we, we heard, I think, toward the beginning of September, September, we heard the rumor toward the end of August, and then it was officialized, I want to say in... No, it was officialized in the end of August, but yeah, we didn't get it in September uh, because it got delayed. Uh, It would eventually launch in October as iPadOS 16.1 
with stage manager and you know Apple was facing multiple issues they had to delay it in the meantime they had announced that they were gonna bring it to more devices to older iPads but the external display part was gonna stay ex exclusive to the M1 and M2 however that external display integration was not gonna be backported to the older iPads so older iPads would get the single screen stage manager everything else would get stage manager and the external display support but staggered in two releases 16.1 and 16.2 which we just got well I think it was last week or two weeks ago Lastly, um, in terms of Apple news, uh, we got the first reports that Apple was considering moving more of its production out of China. Uh, you know, by I believe uh, the the report were saying they were considering India. Uh, was it also there was also some place else? Uh, I mean. Vietnam. Vietnam, yes. By 2025, they wanted to diversify the product line. However, there's also the conversation there. Like, if you're still using Foxconn, but in other countries, are you really diversifying your, your production line? This is something that I know Mike and Jason talked about on Upgrade a couple of weeks ago. So that's a conversation that's still ongoing. And lastly... Yeah, it only got worse. It only, yeah, it got worse <laughs> later. <laughs> and lastly, of course, Relay FM for St. Jude hit another incredible record uh guys tell me how much money did you raise for the kids of st jude seven hundred and six thousand dollars wild just wild it's incredible well done both of you uh so that's september i'm gonna go on a limb best i love you so here's what i'll say on that i think this is probably the best month of the year yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember being very happy with how my iOS 16 review went, how people responded yep, you did to a it. Great job. Thank you. So good. Was, best one. I, best one ever. I was very happy. Thank you. I was very happy that iPadOS 16 got delayed. It's unfortunate that I couldn't review iPadOS 16 the way I wanted this year. There will never be iPadOS 16, the Mac Stories review. Mm -hmm. Maybe not say never. We'll see in 2023 what I can do. Yes, this is the best I love you month. It's going to be the best month of the year. I can go for that. And St. Jude, of course. Uh, there's also that. So it makes it the best month. Great products. Great community month. Just awesome all the way around. This episode is brought to you by FitBod. Between balancing your work life, family life, and everything else going on in your life, it can sometimes be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you, and that's why you need FitBod. FitBod has an algorithm to learn about you and your goals and your training ability to craft an exercise plan unique to you. Their app makes it incredibly easy to learn exactly how to perform every exercise by providing you with HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning every exercise is breeze along with some great instructions so you can learn how to perform every exercise what i love about fitbod is how it learns about me and tailors the plan that i'm working on and also mixes it up so they give you a variety of exercises to make sure that they're balanced it will track your muscle recovery so it knows what you've just done either the day before or a couple of days before so it's going to give you some different exercises to make sure that you're not overworking anything in any area and that also fitbod knows that everybody's fitness path is different so that's why they do so much work to make sure that they customize things to exactly suit you you can tweak the preferences you can kind of you can also nudge it so like i like more stuff like this or less stuff like that and it will learn from your last workout learn from what you're good at so your next will be even better where you work out twice a day or twice a week personal fitness isn't about competing with other people don't look to others and try and be what they are what you want is something that is for you 
because that's when it sticks. It's when you will also see the results that you're looking for. If fitness is part of your theme for the upcoming year, Fitbot is a wonderful app to try. Trust me on this. It's what I did, and it's made a huge difference to my life and started me on a fitness plan that continues to this day. Fitbod will also integrate with your Apple Watch, your Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Fitbod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but Fitbod has a wonderful price for you to go and get your own fitness plan. You can get 25% off your membership if you sign up today at fitbod.me slash connected. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash connected and you will get that 25% off if you go to fitbod.me slash connected. Our thanks to Fitbod for the support of this show and Relay FM. In October, the iPhone 14 Plus shipped and came a little bit later than the other phones. I am very curious to know how well this phone is selling. I feel like I haven't heard anything about it now that it's out in the world. <laughs> I just don't know. Um, I think we all believed it would do really well because it was cheaper with a bigger screen, you know, compared to the to the Pro and Pro Max. But I just don't know. Um, I'm curious to see how this uh, strategy plays out for Apple. I don't think I've seen one in the wild, which is interesting. All, all estimates suggest that it's not doing very well, which is really interesting, right? Like, I, I wonder if the old CPU turned people off. I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens if they do a bit more to it. Maybe they go for some design updates and stuff. I don't know. We also got a, a series of updated products in October. We got the 10th generation iPad, which brings it in line with the current design language with the flat sides. We talked a lot about this iPad when it came out. It's more expensive than the old one, so the old one is still on sale. It has the new design, but Apple Pencil 1 support because they moved the camera to the long edge where the Pencil 2 charges, and apparently those two things cannot be rectified in time for this iPad to come out. I think it's a good iPad. I just... Uh, there's lots of questions about it. And I think we all kind of feel that the lineup is kind of hectic between this and like the iPad Air. And uh, to make matters, I think even more confusing, the iPad Pro was updated with the M2 chip that's in the MacBook Air and the touch bar machine, but no real design changes or other feature changes. And you know, that design is now four years old. And I think we're hoping that Apple moves the iPad Pro forward in a more meaningful way next time around. Uh, and the last October press release was a new Apple TV 4K. So this uh, is the now, I think, the third 4K Apple TV, hmm. if, is, yeah. if that's right. I think so. Yeah, updated with the A15 Bionic and support for HDR10+. Uh, new starting price. The form factor is the same, but a little bit shorter than the previous one. They got rid of the fan, apparently, and it comes uh, with the Siri remote, which now supports USB-C and not lightning. Mm -hmm. So some decent, if not a little confusing products <laughs> in October. Well, I mean, I think the iPad Pro uh, underwhelming, like, and the introduction of the 10th generation iPad, whilst a good product, as we kind of hinted at earlier, just further made the whole thing just hard to understand the whole ipad line is just very confusing we got some software stories uh, in october as well mac os ventura and ipad os mm -hmm. 16 
both ship in October. Um, on the Ventura front, I don't think it's super surprising. Mac OS has lagged behind iOS about a month for a while now. Uh, but of course, we mentioned last month, last time, that iPad OS had been delayed. And Federico, you haven't done mm. a full iPad OS 16 review, but you've obviously continued to write about Stage yeah. Manager and what Apple's doing with iPad OS 16. Yeah. Um, how did you feel when this came out and kind of the state that it yeah, was in? Yeah, I felt uh, very bad about it because it's been like one of the things that I didn't like about 2022 was the stress of dealing with Stage Manager and iPad OS 16 in the summer while I was moving. Um, iOS 16 made it pretty easy for me to write about it because it was a very solid, very stable, polished update. iPadOS 16 was a mess. And it was a mess up until the very last minute when they somehow managed to make something that didn't crash every five minutes. However, still, that feature was, uh, you know, it was filled with so many different design issues and interaction problems mm -hmm. that are still with us today. So the underlying, like the core problems of Stage Manager in terms of like the way it's designed, the way you interact with it, I have learned to accept it by now, but I don't love it. And I don't think it's a good design. It's all I have. I have no other option. And unfortunately, you know, I, I love using the iPad. It's the only device that lets me do what I want to do. But I got to tell you, I don't love Stage Manager. I accept that it's my only option if I want to use the device I want to use, which is a hybrid la uh, tablet laptop device. It's the only one that Apple makes. And if I want to have more apps at the same time, Stage Manager is my only option, but it's got a long way to go. And so far, the latest version of the beta of 16, 16.3, has nothing in terms of Stage Manager changes. So we'll see if in 2023, this cycle, this 16.3 cycle, maybe 16.4 in the spring, we'll have something for Stage Manager before WWDC. But I'm afraid that if we want to get any more stage manager fixes and like major changes, we're going to have to wait another year. October also saw a lot of upheaval in the App Store. So the basically the last week of the month, Apple announced that, hey, we're going to do some more ad spots, including, I think the most controversial one being the you might also like section, which is at the bottom of an individual app page. Yeah. They gave people basically like three or four days notice that this was going to happen. And it went off the rails really, really quickly. Uh, the bulk of these ads were purchased by apps that I think a lot of people find objectionable or at the very least questionable. And there were lots of stories about like recovery apps and they'd have a gambling ad on them and lots of terrible things. Uh, Apple announced they were, quote, putting a pause on some categories of these ads. And I don't think the, the other shoe has really dropped there yet. But I feel like they really botched this. And if they were surprised that these were the type of developers that were going to pay the most, then whoever is running this program at Apple is not doing their job yeah. very well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they burned, have burned so much goodwill this year with developers, and this was just like the cherry on top of a uh, a pretty a pretty crappy deal. 
and uh, caused a lot of outrage and anger amongst users and developers both. Uh, there's really no winning for Apple in this. Bad idea, poorly executed. Bad idea, yes. Yeah. And we had two launches in October. Matter uh, finally launched. We're, launch is like, I'm putting in air quotes a little bit because just now, three months later, we're seeing some products roll out with Matter support. This is going to take a while, but, you know, People are off to the races. And James Thompson's uh, Podcastatron screensaver. So if you backed the uh, Relay FM for St. Jude campaign, uh, you got a, a macOS screensaver. And I hope everyone's running it. I run it. I use the fireworks mode and absolutely love it. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It is. It's made my Mac better. I feel like October is a real mixed bag. It is. I feel like we got new products, but they're not amazing. We have the App Store thing. Mm-hmm. I am going to suggest Inferior Minus. Ooh. Inferior Minus? Yeah. I was going to go Inferior. Ooh, man, that stage manager shipping and the 14 Plus and that weird iPad lineup. Mm-mm. I can see this. There was some good stuff, but there was like, without saying matter in the, in the screensaver, mm-hmm. I think it may have been <laughs> inching down you there know? anyway. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Inferior Minus it is. In November... Apple had to publicly announce supply issues for the iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone 14 Pro Max because it would make because it is going to make a significant uh, impact on their holiday earnings for this quarter. Uh, Apple cannot fulfill demand. This is primarily due to uh, COVID shutdowns and lockdowns inside of China. And then riots at their factories because of the conditions that their workers were in because of these lockdowns and uh, shutdowns. So the impact is like millions of iPhones that won't be made. And so I'm fascinated to see what these quarterly results are going to look like because it was so bad that Apple needed to release a press release because otherwise uh, they would basically be misleading their investors if they didn't announce this information. Yeah. When they knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's that's a bad deal. The uh, previously announced uh, emergency SOS satellite feature launched in the U.S. Okay. Woo! Which is cool. It's a cool feature. Uh, One thing I don't like now is now when my iPhone doesn't have service, I see a little satellite icon, and I think it's too busy. Mm. It's Yeah. Does it say SOS at the top? Yes. It says SOS, and then there's a little satellite, and it's like, this is too much. Choose one or the the other. the way I read that is the iPhone is crying out for help. Like, yeah. I can't find the internet. Please, help. I need the internet. Like, the my iPhone's even more addicted to the internet than I am. <laughs> Maybe your iPhone should quit t- Twitter, you know? Maybe it should. Come on, iPhone. The long-awaited Apple Music Replay yeah. came yeah. out and confused yeah. everyone <laughs> because you open the app and you have to go out to a web page and log in for a bad experience. And it's a bad web page. <laughs> yeah, let's go. They should just stop doing this because it is so embarrassing, right? Like, because Spotify Wrapped gets better and better every year. Apple need to either do it all or just don't. Just don't get involved in it because it's just a sad time, I think, <laughs> every year when they put this out there. There is one upside is that Marco has said he's going to do something like this in Overcast uh, because Pocket Casts and others do it. Yep. So 
Um, I'm much more excited about a state in Overcast next year than in my yeah. Apple Music. Yeah, Pocket Cast did it this year, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it great, was really great, and it was very fun as a podcaster to see that, right? Like, see people posting their things, like, "Hey, I listened to this many episodes this year, and like, this is my favorite mm-hmm. show." And something I liked is like Cortex listeners basically they were one of the things. What was the longest episode? I think this might. I don't know if this was on Pocket Cast or on Spotify. It was one or the other, and. Basically, if you listen to Cortex, the stay at the apps was the longest episode of podcast you listened to this year. And so I enjoyed that. (laughs) I enjoyed seeing that. In November, Elon Musk charged at Twitter. Mm. And then (laughs) the clown cars arrived and uh, (laughs) the wheels fell off incredibly fast. Yeah. And here we are now. Yeah. Yeah. The iOS sixteen, uh, iOS sixteen point two, the beta allowed for always on customization. This is when we found out yes. this is going to happen, which is shipped later on. The only reason I put this in here is I wanted to ask the two of you if you've changed any of the settings with the always on display on your phones. Yes. Okay. You, were you both turned off the wallpaper? Yeah, I, I just mm. have the black uh, dimmed lock screen. Yeah, just that. It's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. It's you know always on. Just let me see the minimal stuff. But yeah. I understand why other people like it the other way around, but I'm happy with this option. Yeah, I like the images. I know you are a visual person, so it makes sense. So November, uh, mm, normal. I would then uh, no, no, inferior. <laughs> I would just uh, I just inferior. scrolled and saw that Twitter item. Yeah, inferior. I would say yeah. inferior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not minus, but it's inferior for sure. All right, Federico, take us home. All right, I'm taking you guys home with the month of December. December saw the debut of uh, of a bunch of things, really. The first one we couldn't anticipate, Apple Music Sing. This is a karaoke. (laughs) Where did this come from? Out of nowhere, (laughs) a karaoke mode for Apple Music. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's time-synced karaoke mode built right inside the existing real-time lyrics feature of Apple Music. You can do it on the iPhone, on the iPad, on the Apple TV. I love it. I love this feature. It's going to be great for parties, great for just, uh, you know, goofing around with your partner or with friends and family at Christmas, whatever. I love it. Uh, Apple announced some pricing changes for the App Store. Kind of boring stuff. There are like over 700 new price points. Uh, Basically, you can (laughs) price your subscription like 29 cents or something. There's much, much greater flexibility. You can also do round numbers. You can do round numbers like $5 and it's literally just $5 instead of $4.99. Advanced data protection. Also another feature that, you know, came out of nowhere. I mean, we've been talking about this for years and it basically refers to... Mercenaries, the, man. They're out mercenaries there. Mercenaries are out there. Stuff. And <laughs> Apple, this one Apple said, you know, too. we understand those mercenaries are out there. Um, sometimes those yeah. mercenaries are governments, turns out, but, you know, that's... I was going to say the mercenaries are the That's a different conversation for a different type of show. Um, There's no mention of the word mercenary no. in this press release. This is about mm. end-to-end encryption for your iCloud backup including messages, conversations, and a bunch of other things. Uh, It's US only for now. It launched with 16.2. It was announced right before the public release of 16.2. At this moment, neither Mike nor I can use this feature um, because we are, you know, we're not in America. Uh, But why do I see an item that says neither can marry, LOL? I still can't 
turned it on. I spoke last oh, week yeah. about the recovery key wouldn't yeah. enter into system yeah. settings. Yeah. yeah. Still won't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay. know why. Perfect. <laughs> That's pretty good bad. job, advanced data protection. Freeform, which was also announced at WWDC, finally launched with 16.2 and Ventura 13.2. Is it also two or is it one? I don't know. I guess it's, it's one. One. Yeah, it's kind of weird why they're not the same. Still, I don't I don't get it. So Freeform, there's a bunch of reviews. Uh, Jason wrote about it. John wrote about it. Uh, you know, I think, Stephen, you talked about this. With uh, David, yeah. Yeah, on M- MPU 672, we went deep, or 673, excuse me, we went deep into it's it. It's basically like a fancy mind map collaboration app that can also be used for yourself if you're not into live collaboration, which is also part of these other collaborative features in 16 and Ventura this year. It's very flexible, limited in the in the usual ways you would expect a brand new Apple app to be limited in a 1.0, but otherwise very good debut, I think, uh, from what appears to be a joint collaboration of the Notes team and the iWork team at Apple, based on the th- some things I've heard. It's very nicely done. Um, the self-service repair pro- Why are we talking about the self-service repair program? It's the friend of the show. We just mentioned that it added desktops a f- few months back. It added support for the Mac. Oh, I no, guess... No, that was laptops. Oh, that was laptops. So now we added the Mac Studio and the, the, the Studio Display, maybe? Yeah, so it's the, M- it's the iMac, the Mac Mini, the Mac Studio, and the Studio Display. Very nice. Our friend keeps growing. It's we we'll, we we'll love to see it. it. Grows up. We love it. You love you do love to see it. And finally, of course, we all said goodbye, or in my case, are you there, Chi, to Twitter? Given the circumstances of you know, we don't need to go uh, to get on into this conversation again. We spoke about it at length last week, but we left for now, forever. We'll see. We left Twitter. Goodbye, Twitter. Uh, some of us are using Mastodon. Some of us being me, uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But this will be a topic for 2023. Like what will happen to our social media usage will very much be a conversation for next year. Because we all can't stop thinking and talking about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's such, it is such a big deal to us. Just real quick, I need to share an earworm with the two of you. Uh, Power Rangers, right? Familiar with Power Rangers? Yeah, do you watch it when you're a kid? Yeah. All the time. I had the, the toys. All right. So do you remember the moment when they would, t- they would go from being humans, right? And they would, they would like bring the robot, right? During like the, the transforming scene. Yeah. One of them would say Mastodon. Yes. And then the next yes. one was Pterodactyl. Yes. So every single time someone says Mastodon, I say Pterodactyl in my brain. And I can't stop it. And I think I will never stop because it's still happening. Oh, my God. Thank yes. you. I knew it was. It was familiar. It started to me, for me in 2018 when it launched. And it's still happening. So I'm now sharing this with other people of around our age who also watched Power Thank you. I knew it was familiar from my youth, from somewhere. I was like, I know what a Mastodon is, but like, why does it sound familiar? Now I get it. Thank you. Thank you. So I've had in my mind, like, I would like to start a Mastodon instance called Pterodactyl. <laughs> this is something that I want to do, but can't be bothered to do the work. So somebody else can do it if they want to. So let's grade December. Mm. Good plus. We all made a good choice in our lives. Yeah, good plus because we left Twitter. I think we should do it. And the data protection thing is great. Uh, Apple Music Sing is hilariously yeah, weird. And Apple Music yeah. Sing, Freeform is good. I love it. I love I love weird. So, yeah, 
If you want to find a whole lot of links, head on over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash 430. There you can get in touch uh, via email. You can also join Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find us all online. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, as do I, and I write over at 512pixels.net. You can go to MikeHurley.net. MikeHurley.net. I set it up. MikeHurley.net. There you go. Find me on the find me on the line. Yeah, he's on the social web. You can uh yeah, go go read that. Make it your homepage, is what I'd say. What do you mean? Make MikeHurley.net your homepage. Like when you see when you when you open a new tab. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were telling me that it needed to be my homepage. And I'm like, why? What did I do? I understand now. <laughs> it should be yours as <laughs> it well. Is. It should be the default in Safari, honestly. Okay. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Text Expander, Memberful, and Fitbod. And until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.